your eyes to the skies. It's time for Spaced Out on 95PFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. Kia ora, Josh from the Stardome. Kia ora, how's it going? It's good. Now, how's your week been? Because you are right in the thick of the final week of school holidays, so uh, it must yeah. be uh, a hectic old couple of days at the Stardome. Yeah, it's pretty hectic. Yeah, we're in the middle of the school holidays, but also being the week of Masariki, we're all pretty flat out. Um, yeah, start on, but it's yeah, it's been an awesome week. So it is Mat- it's Matariki this weekend. I mean, what does that mean for you guys, and what's planned at the start on? Yeah, I mean, so we the actual public holiday is on the Friday, so it's, you know, a big day off. Um, at the start on, we actually have got a open day, so it's like a Matariki free open day. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's free. We're basically we're opening our doors for the day, so people can come through. Um, we've got little like small short planetarium shows running, basically every I think hour or maybe half hour, mm. um, where people can learn about the stars, um, see the planetarium. Um, but it's also a really good time if anyone hasn't come in yet to the new Friday to actually see all of the new stuff. Yes, um, yeah, it's going to be a real open day, and I'm sure we're going to see thousands of people, which yes. would be pretty cool. Are you getting some quite positive feedback from people who are sort of stardom regulars coming through and going, "Oh wow, it's so great for a bit of a refresh oh, yeah. to have happened"? It, yes, it, it's been re- and it's been really nice to kind of see the public's reaction to all of the mm. new stuff. And um, yeah, I think a lot of people that you know hold stardom, you know, very fondly in their memories, they've yes. kind of understood that we've, you know, we've needed this refresh for for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's yeah, we're all really proud of all the work that we've done and. Um, yeah, very very unique place to be now, and I'm yeah very excited to be a part of it. Okay, so the main but the main piece of advice for people that are keen to head along and either go to a Matariki show or another Stardom show is book ahead, plan ahead because you guys are yes. pretty stacked at the moment. Yeah, yeah, okay. the, the shows they're guaranteed to sell out, and most of them have for this week already. Yes. Um, but yeah, get in early if you can, and if, if not, maybe try and come on the Friday because that'll be a free day. Okay. Now, um, uh, there's the the first of the Matariki viewings have begun here in Aotearoa. What what is mm. what's that? Is that a particular show, or is that just the night sky? Yes, yeah, so it's basically um, you know the way we actually mark Matariki. So the New Year is we use the moon. So we actually mm. use a Maramatako, which is like a Māori lunar calendar. Um, and when we start Matariki is on the last quarter phase. So that's kind of if you imagine the moon looking like half illuminated. Um, that's when we start Matariki, and that was basically yesterday. So Monday was kind of the first viewing of Matariki, um, and then it's kind of a seven-week period, sorry, seven-day period-ish, where we're actually looking um, looking to those stars. You know, if it's rainy one day, you're going to try the next day. Um, and then when we enter a new moon, which is what we call fiddle, uh, that's basically when we're into the new year. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like this week-long thing. It's, it's very different to, like, the Pākehā New Year, like the big countdown at a party. Um, it's kind of a week-long, you know, acknowledgement and celebration of the week, um, which is, yeah, pretty cool. Excellent, excellent. Now, uh, another space news, India ha- is preparing to launch their mission to the moon uh, with a bunch mm. of equipment. Firstly, Josh, I didn't know India had a space program, but it, it uh, seems to yeah. have been going since the 60s. Yeah, no, India's, they've kind of been a quiet player within the space race, I think, for a while, but they're, 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 they have a long history with... Um, rocketry specifically, so they've been launching rockets for decades. Um, and in recent years, you know, they've started to develop their their manned programs, so actually mm. sending people um, through their own spacecraft that they're still developing. But they've had a plethora of missions um, for the solar system. Back, uh, I think it was 
six, maybe seven years ago, maybe longer, um, they actually sent the mission to Mars, and they were the first ever country to send a spacecraft, a satellite to orbit Mars. Um, they were the first ever to do it successfully on their first try. Mm. Um, and they've also had probes to the moon before, so they're a real kind of up-and-coming player in uh, that kind of modern space race, I think, and, yeah, definitely one to watch. Are they uh, a nation that shares their, the spoils of, like, their scientific discovery with the other with the other space race nations? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, like like any country with their scientists, um, you know, science is something that's always shared. So mm. a lot of these missions they've developed, um, they've had help from NASA for some of their lunar missions. NASA obviously has a wealth of experience, and, yes. you know, they're always happy to share that with other space agencies. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, India also wants to become quite independent, so they've been doing their own space program for a mm-hmm. while, um, and this is now their third lunar mission. Um, the previous one actually failed. It actually crashed about four years ago. Um, so this is kind of, you know, their next attempt, and they're hoping that they can learn from their mistakes previously. Now, what's on board this big old rocket that they're going to blast up to the moon? What sort of technology, like lunar rovers, helicopters? Yeah. What's happening? So they, um, <laughs> no helicopters on the moon, unfortunately. But, they, yeah, they have a rover with this one, so it's basically... Um, a spacecraft that will be orbiting the moon, but that will be sending down a lander and a rover. Um, so the lander will take the rover down to the surface. The lander will stay stationary. Um, the rover will drive off, and then from there it will be mobile, so it will actually be able to drive around. Um, but, yeah, I think it's really important because, yeah, again, they, they failed doing this about four years ago. So the, I think they have a lot kind of um, a lot of weight on their shoulders for this mission to be successful. Um, and if they are successful, you know, this is currently one of the only rovers moon rovers that is actually active Mm. um and again they're also doing it because it's india they do things on a budget essentially they do really um what you'd call affordable space missions and they can do it for far less than like nasa could so it's quite an impressive feat and now what part of the moon are they heading to and why and what do they hope to look at yeah i'm not sure of the exact location of the moon i'm sure they'll kind of release those soon but i'm assuming it's going to be on the earth facing side um, and the reason for that is so that you can actually have direct communication with the rover. Because mm. um, if you happen to go on the far side of the moon, you basically you have to have a satellite to send signals to yes. Earth. You can't directly contact with Earth. Okay. Um, so I'm assuming it's going to be on the far side, but it's yeah, it's going to be searching for um, lunar resources, so mm. things like hydrogen, like frozen water, um, yeah, and just you know testing out the ground basically. And it's probably actually going to help. Um, you know NASA's Artemis missions in a few years, so yeah, it all kind of comes together. What's the what's the general rule if they put their lander down and they go, hey, we've struck something which is essentially valuable? Do they go, hey, this is India's part of the moon now? Piss off everyone. Yeah, <laughs> you'd think so. I think on Earth, obviously, that would happen, but. Yeah, there's a thing called the Outer Space Treaty where mm. it says that, you know, no one nation can claim part to a celestial body. So, okay. you know, you can, go, you can go to the moon, you can plant a flag, whatever, um, but legally there's no way for you to say, well, this is our part of the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, but in saying that, you know, this is a treaty that was, you know, back from the 60s and 70s, um, and it doesn't really hold as much relevance today. So yes. like any space mission, as we get more things going to the moon, um, you know, we're going to have to have new space laws to actually define you know areas on certain places like the moon you know what what country can go where and who owns what you know mm-hmm. okay all right hey now saturn uh well we should say the james webb telescope is celebrating a year of uh being in space and being out mm. there doing missions um they've got some new photos of saturn 
Yeah, it's, um, <laughs> this is a photo I've been waiting for for like a year because Saturn is one of my favorite planets and I've just been waiting to see this image. Um, but yeah, James Webb basically turned its gaze towards Saturn for the first time and they released this amazing image. Um, and it, yeah, it really kind of literally shows Saturn in new light um, and it shows this image of like these just glowing rings whereas the planet itself looks pretty kind of dark and dull. Yeah. Um, and it, it just looks really alien and just such a cool thing to say. Hey, now, uh, in my Facebook feed, I got like a, a random post pop up uh, from someone saying, hey, look at this photo of Saturn I took on my phone, and you could basically see the rings. Mm. Is that bullshit, or is that possible? Um, it is possible if they're taken through a telescope. So, I mean, you can literally hold your phone up to the eyepiece on a telescope. I've yes. done it heaps of times. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I couldn't just, you know, point my iPhone at the sky and see Saturn's rings. Okay. No. All right. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now, what sort of science has come out of this James Webb photo? Did, what will they be able to do? What will they be able to tell us? Yeah, well, I mean, this one photo, it's, there's actually not a huge amount of science. Sometimes photos are just really, really cool to see. Mm. Um, but I, I was actually looking at the wider Webb mission because um, tomorrow is that one year since we had the first science releases from Webb. Yes. Um, so NASA's kind of, you know, been celebrating, you know, we've had a year of just constant discoveries. It's kind of everything that we knew about space um, from, you know, Hubble. Just, you know, week after week, there's dozens of new things that Webb is finding that's just constantly changing our understanding of the universe. Mm. Um, and tomorrow, to actually mark that one-year anniversary, NASA will be releasing, um, like, a new set of photos. So we're going to see some amazing new images. We don't know what they are yet, but, I'm, you know, I'm sure they're going to be amazing. Um, so, yeah, I think that'll be really cool to see. And just, I'm sure they might even have more discoveries to announce tomorrow. Okay. Um, but, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. All right. I've got a question for um, myself or from myself, basically space space beginner. <laughs> Uh, what's Saturn made of? Um, Saturn's a gas planet, so it's okay. made um, yeah hydrogen, methane, gases basically. Yeah. Um, but the the rings around the planet are basically thousands or billions, millions um, pieces of ice. So it's basically tiny pieces of ice from like the grain of a sand to you know the size of a house. Um, and because ice is really reflective, that's why we see that image of these like glowing rings because mm. they are quite bright. Um, whereas, yeah, Saturn itself doesn't have a solid surface, but it's made of gases, which is why it appears like a lot duller in this photo. Yes. Saturn has has a couple of moons, though, and one of those moons we've talked about, right? And it was the one which was, like, made of water, which was shooting plumes of water into space. Is that correct? Oh, yes. Yeah, so that's Enceladus. Yeah, so that's one of, yeah, one of Saturn's 146 moons. Um, yeah, that's one of the moons of uh, Saturn. And it has quite a few that we, you know, think have water, just like that moon. So. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, Webb's, again, it's going to be studying this planet and its moons too, so it might be actually, um, yeah, finding more out more out about these moons around this planet because we, we currently don't have any spacecraft at Saturn either. Yes, yes. Oh, buzzy, buzzy. Hey, Josh from the Stardome, uh, is there anything else that you need to give our listeners a heads up about uh, for things coming up at the Stardome and or school holiday related stuff? Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, like we said, we've got the Monthly Open Day Friday, um, but we also have our sci-fi at Stardom, which is back, so our full list of movies um, for the rest of the year is out. Um, some real bangers in there. We've got some repeats of last year because we had so many people asking. Um, so we've got, you know, Gravity, Interstellar, Star Trek, um, Dune, so some, yeah, really fantastic films. So How good is Dune, by the way? Oh, my God, oh, it's, it's so, so good. good. It's so, so good. good. I love it. So good. <laughs> Man, that is a bomb. I mean, do you, do you have a favourite? Space movie, Josh? Have we covered this off before? Um, Interstellar is one of my favourites. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I have a few. Sunshine is actually one of my favourites. It's such an underrated film. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think we did that one last year, but hopefully hopefully we do it again. Yeah, nice. All right, Josh. Hey, uh, thanks for chatting to us. We'll look forward to speaking with you in a fortnight's time. 
All right, I'll speak to you then. Control, we are docked. That was spaced out on 95 BFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium.